again, we are blessed that you are here with us and that you are among us on this first service this 2020. So if you have your Bible, as the kids are dismissed, grab your Bible. If you would, please hold it nice and high. Let's say our Bible decree as we kick off this year. This is my Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. Amen. How many of you love the word of God? Praise the Lord. I know for myself, speaking personally, speaking corporately, speaking matrimonially. I'm making up words right here. I love the word of God. And I love its intent for all of us. I like what Ryan said to me yesterday. He said, isn't it amazing that it's called a book? But it's the only book that transforms us. It's the only book that changes us. And it's the only book that holds our interest. Yeah, Danielle Still and some of these other writers, they might have something, but it's just temporal. It is nothing like the Word of God and what it does and how it resonates in our hearts and in our souls and in our lives. I'm just so grateful that today I get the opportunity to be able to preach God's Word and to use a text. As I started thinking about how God wanted me to, to speak today, He gave me a thought and it was original, and it was profound, and it really just, I mean, at the end of the day, I thought, I need to create something, because here's the name of my message, 2020 Vision. You're laughing like it wasn't original. Oh, that's funny. Philipp- I know. Th- thanks a lot, daughter. Appreciate it. Philippians chapter 3, verse 4 through 14. Philippians 3. Verses 4 through 14, I'm going to jump around and I'm going to actually say openly to all of you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, God, I ask and I request your direction and your guidance today. Lord, I don't know where I'm going. I don't even know what I'm going to say. I know what I've wrote down and I know what was said. But God, I'm asking today that you will just lead this message in the direction that you want and how and the way you want it said. And so, Lord, that all of us will be enlightened to what you have to say for us. Oh, God, help me today, for I need you more now than I ever have. There was once a man who who had cataracts. The doctor offered three options. One, he could put a lens in one eye for seeing their items and for reading, and in the other eye, a lens suited for distant objects like road signs and traffic signals. My wife actually has those contacts. He could put a flexible lens in each eye, which would focus to match distance, just like our normal eyes. And the gentleman thought it was just way too expensive. The third option was he could put a lens in each eye to see, a dis- to see at a distance, and then he would use reading glasses for the computer and other tests. The last option worked better for him, and the doctor said he would have 20-20 vision. I know a couple years ago, even when I was up here singing, you know, I'm nearsighted, so I can't see far away, so it was very difficult for me to see. And a lot of the words are on the, on the screen in the back, but if I take off my glasses now, it's very difficult for me to see, where just a couple years ago, I was able to take them off and see at least the screen in the back. Now I find myself in the ripe age of, young age of 49, can't believe it, 2020, I'm a few years from the big 5-0. 
And, uh, and my eyesight, I, I've noticed there's some changes. I'm a few months from... I know. Back to my prayer. God, I need you more now today than I ever have. Just a few months. April 3rd. My twin sister and I will be 50 years old. That's nothing. That's right. Anyhow, and uh, but I, I love what he said here. He, here's what it is. As Christians, we need the cataracts that blur our vision. Many of us that have to wear spectacles, eyeglasses, contacts, anything because we can't go without it that has blurred our vision. We need to have, as Christians, the cataracts of remorse, of guilt, of fear, and other negatives removed so that we might have 2020 vision in 2020. Now, I'm going to be reading and talking about Paul today. And there's three points to today's message 2020 hindsight, 2020 insight, and 2020 foresight. And as we. Read this passage here in Philippians chapter 3, verses 4 through 14. I want you to think of Paul, and I want you to think of the man that he was, and the journey that he was on, and what God put him through. Then we're going to make this applicable to our life. As we look back over Paul's life, and we look into Paul's life, and as we look ahead as Paul looked ahead, we as Christians can do just the same thing. The Apostle Paul gives us his vision for life, and here's what he writes. If anyone else has a mind with a confidence in the flesh, I far more. Circumcised the eighth day of the nation of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to the righteousness which is in law, found blameless. But whatever things were gained to me, those things I have counted as lost for the sake of Christ. More than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them but rubbish, so that I may gain Christ and may be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect, but I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. He says, Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind me and reaching forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. 2020 hindsight. Looking back, Paul noted his former claim to fame in three particulars. He, how he might have confidence in the flesh. He says here he was of pure Jewish blood. It says here his place in the party of the Pharisees, his blameless behavior and and his 
in viable status as such. The position that everybody envies. Third, his zeal for the lost. But he was not so rooted in the past that he failed to recognize the relative insignificance of those boats compared to Jesus. His hindsight was 2020, and he saw clearly from whence he came to where he was at at this moment. In church, just like Paul, we should consider the past, but without getting hung up on it. Do our best in the present and determine to keep moving forward in our future. We have to live as if this were our last hour and to plan as if we were guaranteed 1,000 years. While living in the here and now, let us not be so caught up in the immediate fulfillment that we forsook the ultimate fulfillment. A couple Bibles, characters, that I would say, let's not pattern our life after. Don't be like Esau who forfeited his ultimate position of the firstborn son for a bowl of soup to sate his hunger. His birthright was the price he paid for that soup. And the sad part, it wasn't even Campbell's soup. It wasn't even Panera broccoli and cheese soup. Goodness gracious. We can also learn from David who seized immediate sexual pleasure with his neighbor Bathsheba and suffered for it. For immediate pleasure, he forfeited God that special. And if we have received Jesus Christ, and the new life that we have in him. I want you to hear what 11-year-old boy had to teach us about new life and about hindsight. He was adopted and taken out of a pitiful homeless situation. He came into the new home in ragged, dirty clothing. After being cleaned up and shown gentle affection, he put those clothes under the mattress of his new bed. One day... His new mother came into his room and saw him holding those clothes and just weeping. She asked him, Bobby, why do you still have those old clothes and why are you crying so? And he said, I just kept them to remind me because I don't want to forget what you did for me when I was little. He had the hindsight to appreciate from where he came to where he was at. We can look back and occasionally and see the mistakes you made and remember the lessons they taught you about thinking twice and acting once without remorse or regret. We can look back, occasionally see the sins he has forgiven you and remember the lessons they taught you about the pain and guilt they brought and the grace that God showed you to forgive you. We can look back and occasionally See the blessings he bestowed and remember the lessons that he taught you about not worrying but trusting him and his gracious generosity to provide for you. And we can look back occasionally and see the death of so many loved ones and remember the lessons that taught you about the fragility of life and the frailty of life and the need to weigh We need 2020 hindsight so that we might have something to stir us up for better choices, better relationships, better decisions. 
anymore. We need 2020 hindsight so that we might have something to see that God was there helping, providing, forgiving, and that he is still involved in our lives. I want you to take your Bible, if you would, please. I want you to turn to Acts. Acts chapter 9. And I love the narrative in the New American Standard Bible, and I taught on the road to Damascus here a while back. But I want you to see some hindsight before we get into insight in what I just said. We started off our service with a song that talked about this is the day that the Lord has made. We all need to rejoice in it. And then we also moved right into songs that talk about how much we believe it's history. The question is, when the hardship comes and trials come in this 2020, will you be able to say, yes, I know my God is still with me. He was the God of the mountain as well as the God in the valley. And he is the Lord of all. And he is the one that is there to help me, to strengthen me, to sustain me through all my hard times. And my circumstance that I'm in today is going to help me to become a better version of me so that I can be a better version for others. So let, let's look at the story here, and it's Acts chapter 9, and it, it's the story of Saul's conversion. So this morning as I was shaving and God was stirring, and he has been this whole morning, I said, okay, God, I will go ahead and read this. And then we'll move forward. But here's what it says in Acts chapter 9. Meanwhile, Saul was uttering threats with every breath and was eager to kill the Lord's followers. So he went to the high priest. He requested letters addressed to the synagogue in Damascus, asking for their cooperation in the arrest of any followers of the way he found there. He wanted to bring them back, both men and women, back to Jerusalem in chains. In chains. Let me just stop right there. A persecutor of the church. It says there that he was out to seek to punish followers of Jesus Christ. So you heard me say that in hindsight, he was looking at his past. And I love that when the flesh starts to take control in us, that God starts to manifest himself and he starts to show himself real in our life all at the time when he needs to come in and show you some 2020 insight. Verse number three. And he was approaching Damascus on this mission. And a light from heaven suddenly shone down around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? just happened do you think when he fell to the ground and he said why are you persecuting me was it just a thought a question like hey what's going on here it says he fell to the ground amazing isn't it watch this in verse five who are you lord now in the text what i find interesting is when saul made this comment do you know what he just said who are you small l he didn't even know who he was because he was so wrapped up in sin and he turned away from who God was that he didn't even know the voice of God. Isn't that what sin does to us? 
It takes us down a path of destruction. We're so blinded we can't see God for who he is. And so God starts to show his work in him. And when he asked this question, he then heard the voice that replied and said, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. The men with Saul stood speechless for they heard the sound of someone's voice, but saw no one. Saul picked himself up off the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he was blind. So his companions led him by the hand to Damascus. He remained there blind for three days and did not eat or drink. Now there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision calling, Ananias. Yes, Lord, he replied. The Lord said, go over to the straight street to the house of Judas. When you get there, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying to me right now. I have shown, uh, I have shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming in and laying hands on him so he can see again. an amazing part of this text. What what he took place? He said, Ananias, go over there. And in American language today, because that dude is praying to me right now. Because that man is trying to get you to do an abortion. to the altar of truth. We come to the altar of grace. And we cry out to him and we say, God, I don't see how you can do this. And it says right there, but you, Ananias, you will hear him pray and call him Lord. Let's go to heaven. Many of us think, okay, what's my gifting? What's my calling? What am I supposed to do from here? And man, you're right, Hector. I, I know exactly what you're thinking. Please don't think that. We all know what we should do. But when tribulations and trials come, we run away. And when I saw what Saul started to do here, and in my King James Version, I have it all wrote out and scribbled out and hand-circled and all kinds of stuff inside there. But I kind of wanted to be a little nerdy today. And it says in 12, I have shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming in and laying hands on him so he can see again. But Lord exclaimed, Ananias, I've heard many people talk about the terrible things this man has done to believers in Jerusalem. And he's authorized by the leading priest to arrest everyone who calls upon your name. But the Lord said, go, for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to kings, as well as to the people of Israel. And I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. So Ananias went and found Saul. He laid his hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road has sent me so that you might retain or regain. See, there's my eyesight again. Your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Instantly, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he regained his sight. 
Then he got up and was baptized. Verse 19, afterward, he ate some food and regained his strength. Scales fell from his eyes. And now he's developing a healthy 2020 He saw God. He now knows who Jesus is. His life is transformed. That's where he said, we believe. Right then is when he held up the sign and said, I'm a believer. And I know I was a persecutor of the church. But now, hello, everybody. My name is Paul. And I have a message to share with everybody. And it said, as soon as he believed, he was then baptized, right? And he moved forward in strength. We fail to have great insight because we're not looking for insight. The Bible says, back there in Philippians, here's what it says, but whatever things were gained to me, those things I've counted as lost for the sake of Christ. More than that, I count all things to be lost to view of the surpassing value of knowing Jesus Christ my Lord. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. He said, everything that I did before, everything that I was, whoever that person was, it's all now gain. I count everything, all my suffering for the cause of Christ. He had insight, perception, and savvy to know what mattered most and what did not matter as much or what didn't matter He had insight as to what to forget and what to remember, what to avoid and what to embrace. He had insight to see the vastly superior value of knowing and being in Christ above all other things. So may God grant us that kind of insight so that we may see clearly what attitudes do we have? What relationships do I have? What activities to forsake? What choices to make, what good things we need to do, what values and the goals that we need to pursue in this life. James has good, good advice when it comes to gaining insight. He says in his word, but if any of you lacks insight, let him ask of God who gives to all genero- generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. James chapter 1, verse 8. Paul had the insight to see clearly what mattered not only for the time but for eternity. I love this story. I want to share it with you. There was a a story of a proud young man who came to a rabbi, well-known for his wisdom and well-known for his understanding. He walked up to the rabbi and he said, Oh, great teacher, I come to you for insight. The rabbi recognized a pompous numbskull when he saw that one. He led the young man through the streets to the sea, put him chest deep into the water. He put his strong hands on the young man's shoulders and he pushed him under. 30 seconds later, the rabbi let him up. What do you want? He asked again. Insight, the young man sputtered. Oh, great and wise rabbi. The rabbi pushed him under again. 30 seconds passed. 35, 40, 50, the rabbi let him up. The man was gasping. What do you want, young man? Between heavy and more gasping for air and breath, the fellow wheezed inside. Insight, oh wise and wonderful rabbi. 
rabbi jams him under again. 40 seconds pass, 50 seconds, a full minute passed before he then brought the struggling young man up. What do you want? Air, the young man screeched. I need air. When you want insight as much as you want air, then you will have it. Sure, we all need to desire 2020 insight. So hindsight and insight work together to help us develop what? Paul learned from the past. He kept his values and conduct straight in the present and lived each day with a hope and a future of what? Gaining Christ and of knowing him and being found in him. Obtaining righteousness, not of works, but of faith. Reaching the goal God had set for him and attaining to his future resurrection with Jesus Christ. Without being overly mystical or worldly, Paul kept his eyes on grace before him and had his single-mindedness to finish it. He didn't give up. Sure. You, you, you know, I hear people say all the time, but do you know my past? Does he really care about your past? Come on. When you're truly born again and you're saved in church, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is your day to get saved. Because I need you to hold a sign that says, I believe. We can come to church, we can grow in Christ, but if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the flames of hell are awaiting you. But Jesus Christ, who went to the cross, who died for your sins, who was buried in a borrowed tomb, raised the third day, resurrected to life to give you that hope that you need to walk today. We don't need to look at the past. Because he knew how to keep the past, present, and future in mind. He had the insight to value the past and remember remember it. He had the insight to act in the present and to stay focused. He had the foresight to prepare for the future. people had more foresight, there would be a lot fewer alcoholics and drugs. There would be a lot fewer painful consequences to bad choices. And if people had more foresight, there would be a lot fewer broken marriages, friendships, and other relationships. If people had more foresight, there would be a lot more peace, there would be a lot more joy, and there would be a lot more hope. And if people had more foresight, there would be a lot more positive, desirable results to obtain. Anyway, decided it would be easier to have his meals delivered rather than to go out on the hunt. So he devised a plan where he would invite his cave, he would invite to his cave the desired cuisine. In front of the cave, he posted signs like, come on in for a free home-cooked meal or free lunch for the jungle bunch. One day, a wild beast drove by and stopped to read the sign. The lion, inviting tones, said to him, Hello, my good friend. Please come in for a free meal and let's enjoy life. Having seen 2020 foresight, the wild beast said, I think not. I see several sets of tracks going into your cave, but not a single track coming out of that cave. 
bitter before you come to it. Use your 2020 hindsight along with 2020 insight to develop 2020 hindsight. As I close, I want to share with you just how good God is. I never thought that I would be up here, that I would be standing in this beautiful facility, being able to enjoy just what this church has done, just the love that has been poured into this building. And I did some reflection even last evening and, and even in the past week, and as I was thinking about putting together a message on 2020 vision, I go back 14 years, and I look at my middle 30s as a senior pastor of a church, and, and the things that I've learned from then till now has been amazing. But I didn't always have the insight that I have today. And so I've grown through that. I know that what was consistent in my life was the 2020 foresight because I know that you can always put things behind you and you can press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And so we moved forward and there were times in the ministry that I would, in the quietness of the room, go over there to Riverside Drive and, and cry out to God and, and beg him to let me resign. Say, God, I am tired. I'm weary. I want to run out of patience. And as I look back, and as I see the, the journey that I've been on, man, there have been so many victories, so many highs that makes me want to preach Sunday night and not take away from all, all the while what I just prayed about the week before because I didn't always have the insight that I needed but one thing that God helped me with was having 2020 foresight knowing that all the junk in the trunk the crap in the trap the, the chaos of life the the ludicrous, ridiculous nonsense of life. I want you to know that I had the foresight to know that God is going to do something great. And that God is still alive. He's still on the throne. And that he's working in his community. So yesterday, we came, we took down the tree and... I, my wife and I came back last night, and she and I were back here, and, and I looked in this dark room, and I left these lights on where these trees are at. For many of us, we know that feeling. It's kind of dark and dreary in your house. All the Christmas stuff goes away, and all the ambient, peaceful, intimate lighting goes away, and so now things aren't as bright as they once were, and so I know for the tack at home, I have lights everywhere. I like it, this little light of mine shining over here and this little light of mine shining over there and one back there. And I have remotes that I go click, 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 and everything in the house shuts down by my remote. I, I, I have to have lighting. It's the joy that I have. I love light. And so 
I love this ministry, and, and I stand in awe of, of the grace that God has bestowed because of faithfulness. And church, this year, I want believers, listen, I might be in the body of Christ as Paul was speaking, the head. Some of you might be the feet. You might be the hand. You might be the shoulder. You might be the brain. But I know one thing. I want more than anything for all of you to fall deeper in love with Jesus Christ, to have the insight and the foresight to know that everything that you've gone through, all the pain and all the suffering was worth everything Because God loves you and He cares about you. You knew exactly where you're at, what you're going through, how you're dealing with grief. He knows that. You always hear me say, listen, we don't have to look back to move forward. But one thing that I love about this church, and it's I might have gray hair because it's only the four of us. I looked at some pa- and by the way, in 2020, the new quote is, do not look at your past and go, I was looking at some pictures on the website, and you look really old. Thanks, I'm already having a midlife crisis right now with uh, being 50, all right? I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> um, but because of chaos, I know one thing, that when this stuff is over, it will be worth every second of every minute of every hour. Amen? Our God is faithful. I'm going to have Brother Steve come up here, and as, as Steve comes on up here, I want you just to share the foresight of this church. You know, I, every year I, I try to, to think, okay, how can, how can we give back and what can we do? You know, we took on this church, and we, we went out by faith and said, God, you know, help us, provide for us. Let us, let us be a light to this community. Oh, people have no clue. We do. People have no clue what goes on inside this building. But I'm getting out there. Oh, they will see within the next two years. I'm claiming I have some foresight. We're not stopping right here. We're growing and we're going. I'm not stopping on 4th Street, 2510 4th Street, where Leslie Young's lives, where we started on a deck, nor going to Grant Street, nor 1157 Riverside Drive. Now we're at 226 Southeast Avenue. I don't know where our next journey's going. God does. But, but watch this. Let's go. Okay, praise the Lord. And, uh, <laughs> but I know what God is doing. He's given us the foresight to live a life by faith. And to work hard by faith. So I wanted Steve to come up and just share my heart through a monetary gain or through a testimony when I asked the church if they would just pray, speak his faith, speak his insight, we go by faith and just help us through chaos that we're in right now, maybe I'll reach $6,000, so go ahead Brother Steve, sure, so I just uh,
Thank you. Hey, Steve, hold on just a minute, Steve. So, so this past week, come here, brother Ron. So this past week, he was working at a job in Northfield, and a lady was there, and she started asking him all kinds of questions, and and all kinds of things were going on. He couldn't help but to brag about the church and say what God has been doing in the grace of God. And go ahead, you can continue. So yeah, this job was really stressful, and and I was headed up that way. Understand why God wanted me to do this job. I prayed all the way up. I had a number. I met the walk-in lady, Sheila Sargent. Handed her a bill. Said, "Hey, thank you." And attached to it was a bonus. Got paid for that job. And then she said, "Here's another question." What's that got to do with it? That's not the church. I enjoyed your story. So she gave me $250. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, so with that being said, you know, he had the insight to know when to speak and to share his heart. And this lady got on our website and she was able to to, to hear and and understand the kind of the chemistry of our church, but also the foresight to go by faith and she wrote out a check. Church, uh, many of you don't know we just reached our budget. Our budget is two thousand dollars a month. I know a lot of churches bring in you know a hundred thousand dollars a month. New Hope doesn't. God has kept us right where we're at for years, hasn't He? Because I, I'm a firm believer of my God shall supply all my needs, all our needs according to His riches and glory. So he uses all of you, no matter what. And I tell Steve all the time, I, I'm like, you know what? When we think we don't have, God, God ends up blessing. And so I love when Steve said, you know what, Pastor? I'm going to go by faith. And I said, you are? He's like, yeah. We're paying it off. It's going to be done. That line of credit's done. God's blessed us. And I said, he sure has. So yesterday we got to the church, and I opened up a mail. I opened up the mail, and I just wanted to present to you this publicly. Here's a check for $5,000. And uh, you went by faith, and so that paid off our line of credit. So, <laughs> you're welcome. And now, and all I, <laughs> so, look before you leap, think before you act. Consider before you commit. Use your 2020 hindsight along with our 2020 insight to develop 2020 foresight. When all's been said and done, there's really only one. To follow down the winding path of life, who knows what's in my past and where I am at last. And he will lead me safely round each bend, for Christ alone can see what's there ahead for me. So I'll follow him wherever he may lead. He takes me by the hand. 
He enables me to stand until I, until the day I reach my heavenly home. It's in your power. He can take care of all the stuff that has to go. What's troubling you today? He can give you victory over the sin and the failure of your life. What is your concern or your desire for tomorrow? Consign it to him for the right, best, and fulfilling outcome. And say this with me, Jesus, I trust you. Isn't that amazing? So, when you hold a position as a treasurer in the church, and you wonder where the next dollar is going to come from, I know that that man's faith has been encouraged. George Lucius's faith was encouraged. Leslie Young's faith was encouraged. And I pray that all of your faith can be encouraged. Because somebody heard and listened. We went by faith and God took care of us by faith. He'll do the same thing for you. Let's all stand as we pray. God, we thank you that today we, we were able to see clearly. Lord, we pray that you'll just remove the cataracts of remorse, of, of guilt, of grief. And Lord, help us to, to know that you are taking care of us. Lord, we have faith that, that you're taking care of everything and anything that comes our way. That you are not limited to what could have, should have. But God, we pray that you'll give us insight and foresight to trust in you. To have the faith to do what we need to do. So God, we thank you for your timing and everything. And we ask, God, that you will just continue to bless this ministry. Bless those that are in this room. And, Lord, for some that are in this room, Lord, maybe they've been down that road to Damascus. That road where, Lord, sin has just put scales over their eyes and they can't see you clearly. But, Father, today I pray that they'll come to you. That they'll be overcomers in their own personal walk with you. And, God, may we say as a church and as a community that we believe that we believe in all that you do and that everything that is said, that is done, will be done to glorify you. God, we pray for your blessing. Father, we pray for intercession, Holy Spirit, to do his work here right now. God, if there's somebody in this room that does not know you, that does not know 100% sure, that if they were to die today, they'd go to heaven. May they walk that aisle. May they meet me up front. Or meet an opposite. Or my wife, or somebody that could show them from your word how they can believe as well. So, Father, thank you for your truth. Thank you for the victories that we share in you. God, speak to us right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.